Well, hey, everybody, Tom again for the Ken Pierpont Story uh, Podcast. And this is a Christmas podcast. Uh, for many years when the kids were all growing up and we all lived together, we sang. We sang every Christmas. And uh, that was fun. It's a great memory. But getting that song learned was a challenge. Uh, back in 2004, I wrote a little story about it. I called Christmas Merriment. I'm going to share that with you today. Hey, well, it's Christmas again. It's the season of love and goodwill. It's the season of undying hope and Christian charity. It's the time of the year when kindness wells up within the most hardened souls. Christmas is the season when we look forward to the sound of carols and sleigh bells and, most of all, the musical laughter of children. It also just happens to be the season when, if you're not careful, a perfectly harmless-looking old lady may deal you a mortal wound with a shopping cart if you get between her and whatever widget the store has lured her there to buy. In our family, it's also the season that the family always learns a new Christmas song to sing for the Christmas candlelight service. And we always wait to the last minute because our schedules are so full and because there are so many schedules to coordinate and there are 10 of us after all. I always want the children to smile and sing. It's Christmas after all. I want their voices to be angelic. I want their faces to be radiant with joy. <laughs> but if you're a parent, you know there's a fine line between merriment and folly. A merry heart is like a continual feast according to ancient scripture, but the Bible also says the, the laughter of a fool is an irritating noise like the crackling of thorns under a pot, which I assume must have been the ancient equivalent of scratching your fingernails on a chalkboard. During a practice for our annual Christmas song, folly frequently overtakes merriment. As much as I savor the joyfulness of the season, I loathe the idea of the family falling into the sillies when we're trying to learn a new song. I hate it when the kids get the collective sillies when I'm trying to practice with them. Because once the sillies have set in, threats of capital punishment couldn't restore order. I could vow to turn them over to the Taliban for slow, torturous death, but it wouldn't sober them a bit. It's as if they are possessed by dark forces of silliness. No power on earth can restore their sobriety once they're oppressed by the silly demon. Our oldest, Kyle, he's incurably silly at times. Our firstborn son, the oldest of eight, often falls victim to the sillies during practice for our Christmas song. We're not talking about a toddler here or a frivolous junior high school girl. We're Talking about a grown man ready to go out in the world and start his own Pierpont franchise with his own wife and, and a career and a house and everything that goes with it. I tell you, when that young man, when he gets to sillies, it's like a volcano of humor boils up in him and demands release. This, this release will come at the climax of my threatenings and imprecations. Nothing can suppress it until it runs its course. Of course, by now, you may know that the result of hours of practicing liltive, festive, joyful Christmas music while hovering over your children with a threat of torture, starvation, and banishment to the attic until the first of the year, they learn to sing looking like the characters in, in the American Gothic painting. They end up caroling without cracking even a hint of a smile, pale as Marley's ghost. They look like subjects of the century-old portrait. So if you hear my family sing for Christmas and they look like the death angel in Dickens' Christmas Carol, please have sympathy. Christmas is kind of hard on them. 
Don't be fooled by all the talk of peace and goodwill. They say Christmas is for the children. Maybe, but Christmas isn't for sissies. Having a great time is hard work. Downright dangerous sometimes. We're starting into a very dangerous season. I hope you survive with your peace intact. Helps to keep your mind (laughs) on the Prince of Peace. Prophet Isaiah, who told us about the Prince of Peace, he said, You'll keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. you." Isaiah 26. In verse 3, there you have it. That's uh, that's my Christmas story for today. And I'll hope you tune in again tomorrow to hear another uh, story podcast for Christmas.